to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the -the on-the-ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. So welcome everybody to this episode of Service Accommodation Secrets. Excitingly, we have Sasha and Plaxi here with us today, who are among the hospitable hosts for our book project, so our collaborative project. So I'm so excited to have you both here. So Sasha, welcome. Plaxi, welcome. Thank Thank you for coming. It's an honour to be here. Thank you so much for inviting us, Sally. Very excited. Oh, brilliant. Absolute honour to be here as well. This is just mind-blowing. Thanks for having me. Oh, fantastic. I mean, it's a mind-blowing project, isn't it? We're um, all hosts across the world. We're in the UK. So, yeah, you're both in the UK, which is very exciting. But there's a whole world out there that everybody will learn about all the other hosts from, well, all the different continents, basically. So it's very exciting. And um, so today it would be great to just get to know you both a bit as well as why you got involved with the project too. So if it's okay, could I start with you, Sasha? And just uh, if you could share a little bit about your background and how you got into short-term rentals in the first place. Oh, okay. The million pound question, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Um, My background is actually in entertainment. I started as a singer and dancer um, many years ago. Um, and I've actually been working on cruise ships for the past 10 years um, as a singer, dancer, and then I went into presenting, um, working with luxury brands. So that was my background for a long, long time, and I'm still very passionate about it, the, the presenting side of things and working with luxury brands. How I got into hosting um, kind of was very unplanned, um, which will be kind of more detail in the chapter, but um, I, I needed to kind of come home for personal reasons. And that was after well, about six years at sea. And I didn't really know what I was going to do at the time. Um, and I needed to find something to do on land that gave me longevity. Um, for the first time after hmm, about 30 years, I decided to do something that I hadn't really done before. And that was called saving my money. So... <laughs> <laughs> I saved my money while I was on the ships and I needed to come home basically because my mum was very sick and mm-hmm. um, I'd saved my money this time round because I knew that I may not be going back. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I came home, didn't know what I wanted to do in my life because I'd been an entertainer my whole life. I've been at sea most of my adult life and I didn't know what I was going to do next. Um, so I spent a lot of time with my mum and kind of thought, right, well, I need something that gives me longevity. And I was I was earning good money on the ships as well. I was selling diamonds and gemstones. So I was working in the kind of high-end luxury market. Mm-hmm. And I needed to find something to replace that income that I'd kind of become accustomed to over, well, a two-year period. And I'd never earned that sort of money before in my entire life. I'd always done jobs just because I love doing them, not necessarily for the money. This was the first job I did that gave me both. So I needed to replace that. And I knew property um, had different avenues and it had longevity. So I decided to get myself educated in different ways um, with podcasts, with free training, with paid training. 
And then cut a long story short, in the middle of the pandemic, having done some training six months prior, I decided it was a great idea to start up a service accommodation business. Excellent. <laughs> and that's kind of how I got into it in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. That's such a massive change, I guess, being at sea to then reworking yeah. in property. But very much about people still, isn't it? Yes. So. And it's, it's probably one of the main reasons I decided service accommodation over other um, methods of investing in property because it's it's more of a hospitality business as opposed to property itself yeah. and I'm very much a people person having been an entertainer singing on ships and presenting I love talking to people working with people um, so yeah it suited me well I realized I realized that that was the strategy for me amongst other reasons that was one of the main strategies because I still got to use my personality and, and my people skills with people which is what I really really enjoy about the about the um, industry yeah definitely I think a lot of people who come in through the property route rather than the hospitality route think oh yeah it's about property and there are aspects of it of course that are but mostly it's all about people isn't it yeah. oh, 100%. it is all about people and one of the things I really touch on in the chapter is that it is all about building relationships in this industry it's just about being a people person being a decent human being um, because a lot of people think it's, you know, being in property is about buying a property and selling a property and owning it. It's not. It is about being a decent person and building <laughs> good relationships with everybody you come in contact to. Yeah, so true. So true. I love it. And obviously you've got quite a, well, a very personal story behind that. So we look yeah. forward to hearing more about that, reading that in the book. But okay. hopefully that gave you some time to... Um, to work through all of that but yeah. that's brilliant to hear you know how you came back from such a, a different kind of lifestyle yeah. it's really exciting isn't it it's Great. very unplanned shall we say <laughs> well it's there good we isn't it sometimes things happen for a reason and yeah. the universe kind of draws you to something doesn't it so yes, that's it cool does. that's cool indeed it so, does Plaxi, I think it's over to you to find out what was your journey like um, well, before this all started for you? What, what happened? How did you get started? Well, just, uh, gosh, um, just listening to Sasha, she's, she's sort of like brought up some really amazing memories that I've had, uh, you know, from a very young age. Um, I originally come from Zambia and my parents are still in Zambia, but I come from a large family. So for us, uh, being with each other, you know, you always got people around and building relationships. You have to build relationships. We've got, you know, six sisters and one brother. Um, yeah. So you automatically have to have that, you know, uh, building of having a relationship with somebody. So for me, I think um, my uh, when I really genuinely started thinking about getting into the business was um, my husband and I uh, were second, uh, we were going to Poland. Uh, my husband's job was sending us over to Poland um, and it was supposed to be just an 18 month stint. Um, I 
you know, he was working, I was at home and we were taking, I was just taking care of the kids. So you get to meet all of the other expats and you're entertaining in each other's houses because you're in a country where nobody knows you, language is different. So you start from that point of, oh my gosh, you know, we really have to keep together as a clique. So we lived in Poland first and we'd left our home here in the UK. Um, so I, I became an accidental landlord at that time and didn't know what being a landlord was all about. But we were very lucky that a friend of ours was taking the house on and also another friend was going to manage it for us. So I kind of had that look through that, you know, sort of like on what it's like to be from a management point of view and also from a landlord's point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, from um, when we moved from Poland, we were there for two years, we moved to the Czech Republic. So we moved to Prague. And this is what I, I talk about uh, my experience in Prague on that's where I really learned how to start hosting people because it's such a beautiful city. So we had friends and colleagues visiting. So, you know, our home mm. became that, um, you know, hospitality uh, home. Um, but I must admit that the the next assignment was the big assignment for us. It's when we moved to Beijing in China. Oh, and, wow. and we were there for seven years. So that's where I really honed in the skills. Um, I worked for an international school and I became the community liaison officer. So I kind of like used to wear five hats. Anybody that came through the school, um, especially expat parents who, you know, were struggling with settling down, they'd come to me and I'll sit down and I'll talk to them. I knew pretty much where everything was. I was kind of like known as All Points Bulletin. You know <laughs> what's going on in Beijing, just pick up the phone and speak to Plaxi. So that part of it, um, it was an automatic thing. So the, the hosting and um, having that hospitality feel came naturally for me. Uh, when we came back to the UK, I always knew I was going to go into property, but I wasn't too sure what kind of property I was going to go into. Um, and so I went for my training, uh, spent a lot of money on training and self-development and understanding and all of that. And it was, it was an amazing experience because I got to meet so many different people and I got to understand what property would do for you. Um, and when I did start on the short-term rental, I didn't realize, I thought it was just property. I didn't understand that beast called hospitality. <laughs> and I got a rude awakening, you know, uh, when I started the, the, the service accommodation, it was like, oh my goodness, it is no longer about just the maintenance. But I must admit, um, I absolutely loved taking care of families that were traveling or coming, you know, returnees, uh, expat families, who husbands suddenly have lost their jobs. And they, you know, people are coming back home and they don't know the first thing about um, getting a rental because they haven't been home for donkey's years. So all of that, that just that personality and helping people out, you know, families find their feet and just sending them off. So they would normally stay with me three to four months and then sending them off, they found their houses and then just getting little lovely notes. So for me, that was the journey that's really got me going. And it's the reason why I am so passionate. And I also joined this book with all of the other collaborators around the world to say, you know what, 
we're here for you. This is what we do. This is what we love the most. That's fantastic. Um, I didn't realize you lived in all those exciting places. It, sound, it sounds like those experiences really um, are just part of kind of who you are. You love helping people by the sounds of it and helping them settle in their skills that just enable you to be brilliant at hosting, I'm sure. So, yeah. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I mean, both of you have touched on the mindset aspect and the training and, um, and Pete and I, because we run our service departments um, and we did training and that's all different aspects of property, but a lot of it is mindset as well as all the practical aspects, isn't it? So did you find that something of a journey to, you know, learning? You learn so much about yourself. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Um a lot of it is is mindset. You need to make sure you're in the right kind of space to to run a business like this. You know, you need to not just have the education, but you need to be well within yourself and know how to um, deal with clients and you know, lot and landlords and agents and people you're working with. And you know, it, it, it's a whole it's a whole new ball game. And you need to be in that right frame of mind because it's challenging. It's hard work. It's fun um and there's a lot that you learn about yourself as as you go along like you learn how to be patient with people how to talk to people <laughs> um all these different things and with because it's i'd never had my own business before it wasn't in my plans my plan was to travel the world forever selling diamonds and gems <laughs> but you know things change um so you have to adapt as a person um, become a kind of a different sort of person, a more formative person that knows how to run a business. So yeah. that that's what needed to be done. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, emotional mastery, I think, is at the heart of a lot of things, isn't it? And certainly putting yourself in other people's shoes, which I think, as you've talked about Plaxi a lot, people come here who are being repatriated or, or for the first time, and um, we're all used to, I don't know, we're creatures of habit, aren't we? We're used mm. to being in a certain place, knowing what things are like. So I guess it's our job to kind of ease that process, make people feel reassured. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think especially you've done a lot of Especially when there's children involved. Mm. Especially when there's children involved. Um, the stress of the parents, um, you know, is so enormous. And, and I think found that as you know as service accommodation operators we really do take that burden off because we you know we're professionals in our own right and we you know we, we make sure they have all the facilities they need and even before they you know they the first phone call that comes in you know it's don't worry everything you need will be here we'll top up what you need and I find that from an emotional point of view especially for me um uh, I you know it when you hear that thank you, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know when you hear that it's like oh I've helped somebody it's Just about creating yeah. that experience for them, isn't it? Mm. Whether they're yeah. on holiday or whether they're working, mm. you need to create that seamless experience that's just going to be stress-free for them. The stress yeah. part is on us. Um, <laughs> not if you're good at it. Not if you get good yeah. at it. <laughs> but it is creating experiences. If we were customers going on holiday, mm. 
doing the same thing. You, we want to yeah. book somewhere that doesn't take loads of stress and we want to know everything's taken care of. It's exactly the same with, with our guests, with our customers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so what do you think um, it means to you to be part of this book? If I start with you, Plaxi, this time. This book, oh my goodness. Look, I've met you. I've met <laughs> Sasha. I mean, the people that are in this book, oh my goodness, um, I don't feel alone. That's the biggest thing for me, especially being a business owner. And, you know, STR business is a lonely business. Um, but when you have the amount of support that the people in this book are there for you, oh man, uh, for me, it's like I'm in heaven now. I have no issues. This, I can take on this journey blind from this point onwards because I found the people that understand when I pick up the phone and I go, uh, by the way, how do you operate um, Instagram? You know? <laughs> <laughs> the conversation we had about half an hour before this podcast exactly <laughs> it's like all of these technologies are coming in fast and furious there's somebody in the group you can just raise your hand and say yeah. you know what and even just any advice that they have and whenever I speak to anybody or, or open the posts you know I always take away five golden nuggets mm. to put in myself First of all, from a mindset point of view, and then from a business point of view, it's new tools that are there. And then the tricks and the tactics in order to gain, you know, the confidence to just do this. It's just phenomenal. This book for me, um, I would say this is sort of like my go-to um, dictionary for awesome. STR. Oh, wonderful so it's going to be brilliant for people who read it isn't it I think you know if people are thinking of getting into um service accommodation or short-term rentals of any kind I think it's yeah. going to be really valuable um but I think as an industry we are very supportive of each other as well um would you agree Sasha do you think oh yeah definitely I mean taking part in this book has shown the the community of people like Plaxi was saying um, you've got people that have been doing it so long and are kind of very, very well known in their own right, have written their own books. And then you've got people that are still fairly loose, like myself and Plaxi, maybe kind of less than three mm. years or so. Um, but there's no kind of differentiation between people's status. Like everyone mm. is there to really help each other and guide each other and learn from each other as well, no matter where you are um in your in your industry you know mm -hmm. and that's been amazing I mean I've I've read books from like Julie George who's like the queen of SA in um, Australia and now yeah. I'm working with her as a contributor um yeah. you know and you've got Mark Simpson who's the king of direct bookings and and when Jodie Sterling who is like the amazing brainchild behind mm -hmm. this collaboration spoke to me about being part of the book um initially I was like why do you want me to be in a book? Like, what can I do? Yeah, yeah. I give to people with all these incredible authors that are coming on board. And, and she was like, Sasha, like, you don't give yourself enough credit. Like, you've got an amazing story. Sure. To tell people. Mm. You'll inspire people. And I just thought, do you know what? If I can inspire just one person, yeah, um, reading my chapter and reading other people's chapters to become a host and to kind of realize what it's all about and to realize you don't necessarily need to be anyone special. 
to do it. You know, we're all just normal people that have come from normal backgrounds and have been lucky enough to be brought together in this way through this amazing collaboration of hospitable hosts. So yeah, I think it's incredible. I'm very excited to be a part of it and very grateful as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, um, Jody, phenomenal. Uh, Mark Simpson, absolute blessing. Um, Stacy, um, St. John, uh, just beginning to find out more about what she does. You know, I mean, the collaboration is just... And you've got Tracy, Tracy Northcott as well from Australia. Yourself, Sally, yeah. you know, yeah. well-esteemed SA operator. Yep. Um, <laughs> yes, you got me. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone's so generous. I totally agree. They really are um, very experienced people. Um, they're all over Clubhouse helping people day in, day out. And and so much knowledge and I mean I share knowledge I guess partly because um when we did training peanut night was like oh that seems quite straightforward but then when you go to actually do it it's like there's so many parts to it so I thought yeah I have to share this and I don't know about you but um from the practical point of view there's all the things you do day to day but um, there's so much more you can learn about systems, the mindset, the, the, I mean, huge growth just in things that we're learning to do as part of this project. It's massive, isn't it? It's yeah. like, okay, I've got to do that. That's my task. I can go and do that. I've never done it before, but it's all cool. From um, an operations side and from a social media side, from a yeah. marketing mm. side, like how yeah. to market yourself in a better way and, and learning yeah. from others and, and general social media marketing and, and things that, wouldn't have been probably brought to our attention or in this much depth had we not become contributors. So it's not just been, for me, it's not just been writing the chapter and kind of getting the story out there and becoming more visible. It's about all the things it's brought with it as well yeah. with regards to all the things that were being taught. Um, and I don't know if you agree, Paxi and, and Sally, you know, it's just, that's been, that's been an incredible part of the journey. I do because um, you've just reminded me, uh, can't remember uh, where I heard this person say that the the business model that we're in is one of the few business models where the you know nobody's professionally trained mm. we all do this because we have a passion and we've got a mindset that says we can do this and because of that we actually are the most enthusiastic people to work with because we anything gives and we're able to work you know just you know any problem that comes up we solve this we solution you know we <laughs> we resolve things at a snap of a finger so any person that reads this book I would say to them start looking for the people on social media and following them so that you know you read you get to know them because they have done it you know we've done we're doing it we're still learning i mean uh, me and sasha we're still in our infancy and rightly said you know you've got the veterans out there that are really sort of like shining the light but any person who thinks that they 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 can't do this or they don't know where to start just start by reading the stories and just getting that mindset you know, we've got beacons within the group that will guide anybody through this. And it can, it starts just with your room at home, you know, just to give people confidence to say, you don't have to think that it's not possible. I love every minute of this group. 
every minute. And by the way, this is my Aww. podcast, so I'm just going, oh my God. <laughs> and another thing, um, second in what Flaxie has just said about that, and it can be a lonely industry mm. being in the short-term rental business, especially if you're working by yourself, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, if you don't have a partner working with you, uh, it can be lonely. And so I think what this book has done, what this collaboration done has really, in one word, brought a sense of family together. Yeah because yeah. it really opened you up to so many people that like Pax was saying that will help you and guide you and you can potentially work with and you're just not on your own anymore that's how mm -hmm. I was summing up it's like it's a family now isn't it yeah definitely definitely I, yeah it is <clears throat> I mean it is but so much a people thing um I find I meet loads of people actually but it might just be me I'm a bit like reaching out to people a lot but um and we have a team um we have VAs who help because admin's really not my thing and <laughs> what I love as well is that everyone's so different and different types of property different types of client different locations everywhere so I think there's not a one size fits all is there it's, no. it's really exciting to read all the chapters so I am. I can't wait to read everybody's chapters. <laughs> Very excited to hear people's stories and where they came from and how they came to be a host and, you know, favourite guests and worst guests and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think people <laughs> out there should be excited as well, whether they're a host or not. It's mm. just a great collaboration of people and it's never been done before. Yeah. Mm. The other, the, one of the things that I wanted to, uh, to, to mention as well, Sally, um, was that mm. what we do in this industry uh, for economic growth within our properties is amazing because we actually source and use local tradespeople and local resources. That basically means we're building the industry within on our front doors. And I think in this day and age, from that side, we are, you know, we, we should push this more and say, you know, your local tradespeople, suppliers, and all of that. We feed we feed a lot of people and learn a lot. So sorry, I just chucked that in. I was just thinking after what Sasha was saying, I was just thinking, oh yeah, we were talking about tradespeople and suppliers and my this and my that. Oh. And I thought, you know, we were, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I jumped into that part as well. Sorry, Sasha. Well, no, no, <laughs> Debbie. Sorry, I think it's really valuable because I think as an industry, <clears throat> short-term rentals is brilliant for the guests because it's so flexible isn't it and we've all survived lockdown as operators which mm -hmm. is quite well done because yeah. it's slightly challenging but actually it kind of came into its own I don't know what you found but because it's so flexible there's so many different people we could help yeah. um so I don't know how you found that if you've got something you want to share about lockdown what happened with I you? think well I started during lockdown I literally said <laughs> in the middle of the pandemic because um, I saw the niche there, you know, there was all the hotels were closed, but people were still working. Contractors were still working. They needed somewhere to stay. And the hotels they would normally stay at were, were not open. Mm -hmm. So I provided a solution to those people. I mean, service accommodation was already around. It's already a thing. Not everybody knew what it was. It's kind of known as Airbnb. Yeah. But I think the lockdown really opened it up to people that didn't know about it, they definitely do now because that's where they needed to stay. Rather than having like a hotel room with, a, with some beds and a, an ensuite, they now have an entire house mm. with a kitchen and a garden and a um, parking and everything that they would want if they were at home. 
So I think it's made it a much bigger industry than it maybe was before COVID. It's definitely opened it up to a lot more people's eyes as to as to what it is, how it can help people that are working away and how cost effective it is as well. Yeah. Staying at normal hotels. So I think it's helped um, clients that once were paying billions of pounds to stay in hotels, it's a lot more cost effective for them to stay in the short term rental accommodation. Yeah. And just to follow on with what you're saying, Sally, um, Sasha, I think also it brings back migratory economy. So, you know, people who locally are traveling to work, you know, to work away from home, or for instance, if you have a family that, doesn't want to leave home anymore you know being you know the dad can travel and stay three months somewhere there isn't now you know it, service accommodation has actually opened up the idea of saying you've got somewhere to stay you still will have the home comforts long term, long term. exactly you won't have to pay the bills you don't have to move your family and i think from a fact from a a wife's point of view and I, I say this because it, it was something that I was doing I had to follow my husband's job all over the world oh. to see what I made and yeah. I brought the kids with me I didn't want to put them in boarding school so if I had stayed home you know we, we bought our apartment but we had somewhere to stay but with service accommodation if we had somewhere to stay it would be easier to come home because then I wouldn't be living in the hotel getting two rooms and taking care of kids especially under the age of 10 and cooking mm. all of those things you know that is so cost effective when you actually have a home from home the space you get up at five o'clock in the morning you can make a coffee you tell me which hotel or <laughs> if you wake up at 5 30 in the morning and you can get yourself a hot chocolate do you know what i mean you, you know it, so go and sit in the garden and watch the sunrise with exactly. you know, with your breakfast, sit at the dining table and just yeah, it's just like yeah. being home. Oh, yeah. Thing, <laughs> yeah, the whole Absolutely. thing create that home from home yeah. experience for yeah. whoever Absolutely. comes to stay. Yeah, I think I think this industry has got a lot to offer the world. Um and I think the people who are in this industry or want to get into this industry, it is not easy for, you know, by any chance, it is not <laughs> easy. But if you find the right group of people and you understand, you know, you invest in yourself. You have to get educated. Yeah. You have to pay and learn what it's all about and the mindset part of it yes you may have you know a great mindset but you know you've got other people who can spot where your weaknesses are and they can you know really bring you up um you still have to invest in yourself financially emotionally mentally you know in order to be here but once you get here boy it's fun it's brilliant fun i love that as well yeah it's, yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, do you? With you know, people need all sorts of different things at different mm -hmm. times. So, yeah, we have to be um, uh, thinking on our feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the brilliant thing about training as well, um, and of course, 
more people are on Zoom than ever now as well because of the pandemic. Um, we were kind of using it anyway, but yeah, it's much more acceptable now, isn't it? You can learn anything from anyone mm. all over the world. So um, as you say, Julie George, she's a driving force in this. And I think quite a few hosts have learned from her. But I think one of the great things as well is once you've done training and got to know the people um, in the industry, it's it's actually quite um, an amazing um networking force isn't it there's people there's a great camaraderie there's a great number of people who will always support you and inspire you and you know pick you up if you have a down day or a problem you can't solve so do you find that Sasha Is that oh yeah and enjoy it's, I think it's really important to have that community of people that um that you're that you're working with you can reach out to like you know sally we have whatsapp groups and facebook groups you know there's a facebook group with probably about thirteen thousand people of short-term rental hosts that go and ask questions if they're stuck if they need guidance you know if they want advice um and i love that about this industry um is that you can pretty much get an answer about anything on social media or in, in a group with people uh, and that makes such a difference to just kind of thinking, oh God, like I'm stuck with this. Who's going to help me? <laughs> how do I how do I understand how to do this better? You know, how do I make sure I don't make a mistake on this? Um, so yeah. I think, yeah, this is a big, big community, and I think that's super helpful and really important as well yeah. in the industry. Like I said before, it can be quite a lonely, a lonely business. So it's really important to have. I mean. If I hadn't been doing the book, I would never have known about Plaxi. It was 20 minutes down the road from me. That's Another that's amazing. Yeah, that we can connect together. <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. And the networking events that you go to as well, you just, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I think it's really important to have that community of people around you to help guide and support. Fabulous. Do you want to share a little bit about where you're based and the types of guests you host? If you have a particular, you know, client avatar or you know you can do a little bit about that because that would be interesting to know and it's lovely I'm, that you're so close I'm based in Hertfordshire um but I, I operate in Luton so I'm about 40 minutes outside of where I actually live um which was for a reason because that's where I found the business was my area itself wasn't big enough in my eyes to bring in um, the clients that, that were needed on a, on a year-long basis. So I operate in Luton, um, kind of Bedfordshire area. My clientele I've found since starting in the pandemic are contractors and people that are working in the area. Um, I do tend to cater for leisure guests occasionally, but that's more at the weekends I'm finding and with the larger properties as well. Um, the smaller properties, not always so much, but my larger properties... They've got a lot of really nice amenities, big gardens, pool tables. So they bring in people from kind of all around the country that want to kind of, you know, meet up and, and have that space. Nice. So that's what I'm finding more recently is um, I'm getting more leisure guests towards the weekends for the bigger properties. But um, uh, my main avatar and clientele is contractors. Yeah, awesome. And I think that's a really... Um, low risk kind of strategy as well isn't it because obviously in the pandemic we kind of found we were only allowed to stay open if we could 
um, host certain types yeah. of guests like e-workers mm. could me. So um, I think that's really, and it's such an amazing service, as you say, that contractors aren't stuck in some hotel room. They can make themselves feel at home. So I love that. That's awesome. But I bet you're getting leisure guests as well because people can escape now and meet real people still and get a bit more back to normal, do you think? Yeah, definitely. And that's, like I said, that's what I'm finding. And that's why I'm starting to take on bigger houses that have bigger spaces um, and a, a large communal area, just lots of space in general. But it still needs to be close to amenities and things mm. where people would yeah. want to visit. Yeah. Um, and about a year ago, that wasn't really the case. It was mm. just people working. Now that has changed. And I'm noticing yeah. a big difference, which is great. Oh, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> we can all go and enjoy ourselves again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's making me think that I might... I'm, I'm looking to maybe expand two areas where there is more of a tourist market, where there's beaches and, you know, mm. things like places mm. that I would want to stay myself on holiday. Yeah, um, nice. But it would still need to be where it would be um, year-long contracts, year-long industry, yeah. not just tourism, because yeah. that's quite a dangerous ground if mm. you're just looking at one client mm. avatar. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Great sharing there. Thank you. How about you, Plaxi? And I love the fact that you're so close. It's fab. I know. Well, I stride two counties, Hertfordshire and Essex. So um, I'm right on the border of, of, of both those counties. And what is uh, really interesting is when the bookings come in, you can actually tell the different caliber of people that are booking in. Mm. Um, if it's Hertfordshire, you, I, I do, I mean, I was very, very, very lucky at the beginning of the la uh, lockdown that I got um, one of the big developers to take on two of my apartments because all work had come to a complete grinding halt on uh, building site until things had changed. So I was incredibly lucky that that happened. Um, things have, you know, sort of like morphed a little bit because I'm close to the airport. Then you had the, you know, engineers as well. Uh, I'm in for maintenance because everything was shut down. It was an opportunity for them um, to sort out all the maintenance of the airport and also the, the planes that were parked there. Um, we have a lot of boarding schools in the area as well. So from the boarding school point of view, you have a lot of people from Asia coming through as well because the kids are going over uh, to school right now. Um, we've got uh, quite a number of people coming in from Hong Kong, um, again, because of, of the boarding school and moving here. So uh, my niche market in particular is very, very much families and a lot of families come in um, uh, and stay with us uh, breaking out a little bit um, I've had the contractors I must admit I absolutely love them they are fun because they you know they come from up north a lot of mine came up from <laughs> up north and my god you know the most generous warm-hearted people ever um, they leave the place absolutely spotless I've never had to worry when I had them coming over it's it's clean you know yeah. they even just you know I, I go out of my way to supply even electronic goods for them like they love slow cookers I mean slow cookers <laughs> I've got slow cookers now everywhere so they don't have to worry about that but you know every niche you you know that comes to your doorstep and it is a, it comes to your doorstep 
Um, I you meet wonderful people, but then also from a business point of view, when you put on your business hat, it opens your your eyes at how huge our industry helps the economy. Mm-hmm. You know, we really, really help the economy because a lot of them, you know, if they're here for a week, they want to cook for themselves. They want to relax. You put in a couple of beers in the fridge. They're happy with that. You know, so I think, again, from a niche point of view, there's this more in this, you know, in my area that I haven't even explored. Um, I'd like to tap into those that go, you know, the National Trust, uh, that visit National Trusts all over the country, those who do the Heritage, you know, Trust as well. We've got a lot of big homes and, um, you know, manors and stuff in the area. People visit a lot of walking places. And I think the other side that I would love to target is those with, um, you know, with dogs as well. It's very, very, very very difficult. But um, people with animals... um, I'm not a cat person. Sorry, all you cat lovers I out love there. Cats. <laughs> okay, I'm not a cat person. I understand your monkeys are your babies, but they've got claws. Um, but you know, yes, you know, I think where animals are concerned, I, I really do understand that need for it, but I also understand from the other side of it. So yeah, just balancing out niches and finding that I'm still working on it. I haven't found my absolute absolute. I understand the need to protect our furniture as well. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, I know, I know. I was, I, I was, I didn't want the blowback. I was just being nice. I love, I mean, I love dogs. Like, I love dogs more than people. Absolutely love dogs. But yeah. they, I've, I've, I've gone down the route where I've allowed dogs into the property before, yeah. and um, I won't be doing it again. <laughs> well, yeah. It's just, it's not just the furniture. People have allergies as well. And exactly. And you don't know, even if you clean that property after mm. the most well-behaved dog has gone, you don't know if the next person coming has got an allergy exactly. to the dog there and how it's going to affect them. So it's, it, it was a hard decision to make, actually. Mm. And I tried it for a family that were desperate and they had a little dog with them. And I thought, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But it just didn't work, unfortunately, for my for my setup of properties and, and my client. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Preference on that. I think for for for, for me, it's uh, the allergy part because you're right. You don't know who the next person's going to, you know, where yeah. the allergies and what kind of allergies. So, locking down your niche market um, when you're operating for at least three years, you get to understand who it is that works with your personality and what you, um, you know, what you manage better and also for your property and also for your location as yeah, well your area it's yeah. you'll find who who comes to your area yeah. what type of people book whether yeah. they're families leisure you mm. know contractors corporates mm. and then you kind of hone down on yeah. what's working and and stick with that yeah 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 it's massive learning isn't it it's all good Oh, um, we had somebody inquire before Christmas, actually, whether an animal had been in one of our properties because they were booking it for a week before. Um, we don't have any, actually. As the decision's removed from us because our, our um, property owners um, don't want us to have animals. I love yeah. animals. I do have two cats who are amazing, but 
our curtains and things yeah they're not, not pristine, <laughs> but you know I mean I guess people could have maybe um uh, you could have a pet friendly property if you wanted to I don't know there's there's probably I think, if you're, I think if you're along the beachfront and if you're along mm. places with staycations where families will go with their pets because people want to take their pets on holiday mm. then you're yeah. going to be in a location where it makes sense to have yeah friendly homes and I know a lot of people a lot of operators do have that which is great mm. Um, but it's not so much in in my particular area. It doesn't really warrant it as much. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, like I said, me and cats, and I have an allergy to cat fur. Um, bring me anywhere near cats, and I just <laughs> I take off. Um, but yeah, it it is sad when you have to say no. Yeah, it breaks yeah. my heart. I, yeah. I hate it because I love dogs. I love yeah. animals. But yeah. I think it's it's from a business perspective, it's not yeah. personal. Mm. And that's why yeah. I need to try and remember when I say no to someone that wants to bring their lovely, well-behaved poodle. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. Definite balance, isn't it? What you what we can provide and what people ideally want. But hopefully we meet their needs normally. Um, it's what we always try and do. Yeah. So thinking in terms of how um, people might find this book and maybe be thinking of setting up in short-term rentals themselves, what advice would you give them? Um, let's go to Plaxi first. I think for me, the first thing is get educated. Understand, you won't understand everything about the business, but you have the first the first chapter of what it takes and what you need to do. But definitely, definitely get educated. Um, a lot of us stumbled into it and we've made massive mistakes. And if I can stop maybe, you know, one person from making some of the huge mistakes, you're going to make mistakes. But really, it's get educated, I would say. That would be fundamental. Invest in yourself. Pay for your courses. Um, it is absolutely important to do that. And it's easy. It, it makes your life a hell of a lot better later on in, you know, in your business and growing your business. Awesome. Great. And how about you, Sasha? What would you recommend to would-be hosts? So I think if you're looking to be a host, you really need to think about why you have chosen this particular strategy, what it is about short-term rental service accommodation that appeals to you. And you need to think about if it's something that is genuinely practical because it's a hospitality business. It's not like having a single let or HMO. Um, it can be later on down the line, but there's a lot of work involved. So you need to think, what are the reasons? Because some people get in it, they think, oh, they just make a quick buck. It's easy <laughs> to get into. You don't need a lot of money. So you need to think about those things like your finances. Are you looking to have an asset that, you know, is going to be there for years? Do you want to buy to service accommodation or do you want to do a low entry level rent to service accommodation to bring cash flow in, which is what my personal strategy was. So you need to be very practical when thinking about it because it's not just like a quick flash in the pan. It, it mm. takes time, it takes effort. It is a hospitality business and you need to work out 
the time that you've got to allocate to it are you going to manage it yourself or are you going to have it managed so you mm. can do other things or have you know have you got a full-time job and you can only do it part-time or is it going to be your whole full-time thing does that make sense so there's a lot of kind of facets around it that you need to consider before just jumping in and becoming a host yeah yeah absolutely makes sense because there's a lot involved um isn't there and, I mean I didn't uh, think about that I just was like, <laughs> what am I gonna do now the ships aren't running the tv presenting's not happening I've got mm. a little bit of money to put aside so mm. let's set up a, a bit but I had the time <laughs> that was then I knew that was going to be my full-time um industry I don't call it a job because you know it's not a job it's it's my business mm. um, yeah. but it was it was full-time for me but I had I had the time to do my research to you know research agents to make phone calls to send emails some people don't have all of that time so you need mm. to consider that when you're thinking about you know whether you're going to become a host and the time you can allow to to do that awesome that's yeah completely um, sound advice there thank you that's fab it is all about what what you want ultimately and what you can give isn't it because it's very much about giving isn't it you know as hosts we are hospitable people friendly people 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 so I think that's massive and you need to it? think about are you a people person yeah for <laughs> you are you the sort of person that gets angry really quickly and loses their patience a lot and and doesn't have the mental capacity to deal with all the operations and mm. have a business basically you know you need to think if it's the right thing for you to do <coughs> excuse me Brilliant. Yeah. And, yeah. And also, if, um, you know, not just getting, you know, having patience from the hospitality side of things, and you're right, from the business side of things as well, um, it is, it's emotional. Do you get emotional? You know, if, if anything gets damaged, you know, what's, are you going to take it personally? Do you know what I mean? It's the industry is, set up whereby you have no idea who's going to walk through that front door but you know be ready for the worst and hope for the best <laughs> you very professional very quickly would you, oh yes would you say so? oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely your language is sort of like a really polite it's like and breathe a lot of meditation takes place a lot of meditation <laughs> I've learned that over the last, well, just under a couple of years that when things go wrong, you, you have to realise, okay, take a breath. This isn't personal, this is business. Okay, they've wrecked my entire house. Now they're going to pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> and how are they going to pay for it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's ways of dealing with things in the most <laughs> professional but authoritative way. Yeah. But that's where also the uh, the networking group really comes uh, in its own because yeah. then you're able to vent. You have somewhere where you can really take unleash all of those emotions, <laughs> and you're going to have everybody turning around and go, "There, there, don't worry, you'll be fine." Did yeah. you do this? did you do that? There's a whole load of advice that comes through, and then from uh, you know you've got people to take care of your heart within you know the the, the group and and the the uh, you know, at the social networking groups that we have. I yeah. think how much we take care of each other's heart, how much we take care of each other's mental well-being. That really, really, really helps. So, um, yes, uh, 
if you want to get into the industry, great. Sasha says you really have to know what you want to do, whether you want to do this, whether you have the, uh, you know, the insight, whether you've got it in you to do it. But at the same time, we say, okay, fine. If you're hesitant, come and talk to us. Join. You know, we'll let you know and we'll help you figure it out. Because it's a great industry and a lot of people hear the good side to it. You know, you can make loads of money. It becomes passive. No, it doesn't. No. Um, <laughs> and, but there are downsides to it as well. It does have its challenges and people need to realise that. And I'm sure they will once they read the book and read everyone. <laughs> it's not all going to be rainbows and roses. No. Um, there are downsides that people need to take into account that will be practical things that need to be dealt with that you don't um expect to happen shall we yeah. say <laughs> it's yeah. like the unexpected yeah. hey? every day <laughs> is a lovely and sometimes a not so lovely surprise <laughs> awesome one of our members of our cleaning team betty i love her she's um very philosophical and um you know crazy things happen and she said oh well you know it's just one of those things we we didn't expect it to happen and and she um believes in god which is lovely she said god knew it was gonna happen and so <laughs> we just deal with it i love that and it you know whether you believe that or not you know um i think whatever your personal beliefs i think you just have to be chill with the fact something's happened you just figure out how to deal with it and and that's that's the thing i think there will be things that happen and they're not going to be um, expected. Like when you see on your ring doorbell five o'clock in the morning, there's police <laughs> outside your house and your house is <laughs> because a contractor had a fight on Friday. You know, these are not things you expect. <laughs> but the way I've started to deal with it is I think to myself, okay, this is, I'm running a hospitality business. It's not all going to be fun and games the whole time. Sometimes things will happen. It's not the worst thing in the world. There are other things in this world happening far worse mm. than my TV getting smashed or blood on the floor. These are things I can get dealt with. This is why I've got a professional team of cleaners and maintenance people in place. It's not the end mm. of the world. And I think you need to kind of have that mentality yeah. as much as possible. Keep it uh -huh. in perspective. Yeah, yeah, I must admit. <laughs> I must admit, you saying that you just reminded me that uh, one of the reasons why I handed over my my properties to a manage uh, management company is because exactly what you're saying happened only two weeks ago. Oh. Contractors got into a barney, doors broken, windows kicked out, televisions smashed, you name it. Of course, you know, the contractors, um, you know, accepted the responsibility for it mm -hmm. and they were going to do all of uh, the work and, uh, and do that. But then I just thought to myself, oh, thank God it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> That's growing the business as well. And yes, making, you know, when you start with the business, you have to understand what business you're in and it is a business you have to learn business. And then yeah. when you're ready to move on, then if you feel you want to hand it over as for somebody to manage for you, at yeah. least you know, you know, all the little bits that come into play. So when the management company says we need this, 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 this done, you understand what it is. But just getting the essay and then handing it over to management. And then when you hear these things and you're not educated on what that actually means, becomes very difficult. And then also that relationships then don't yeah you, you know you you have issues with with your management company and think the management company's not doing the job right but in actual fact you just don't understand what you're doing 
that's just um, brought me on to a point. You talking about Lexi has just brought me on to a point where you were saying, Sally, about advice. Mm. My, my big bit of advice, and this is what I did personally, is um, if you can manage your properties yourself first, because then you know the foundations, you know the time and effort it takes to run the business for the operations, for the guest experience. Because if you hand it over to management straight away, they could be amazing. But if you don't know what's good and what's bad, how do you know if they're doing a good job? So yeah. that's my personal um, advice to people is do it yourself, manage it. And I think Plaxi did a similar thing until she yeah. got to the point where she thought, Okay, I'm done with this side of things. I'm going to hand it over to the professionals deal with this every yep. day, and I'm going to work on scaling the business. Yeah. And I'm going to get to that point at some point as well. But at the moment, I'm still at the point where I'm growing and I'm managing it myself because I like talking to the clients. I'm the mm -hmm. people person. Um, yeah. But that's something that needs to be taken onto account when you're thinking about being a short-term rental host is to see, do you have the time to mm. learn the business, learn the foundations yourself? So when you do pass it on at a later date, you know if they're doing a good job or not. And if you're, when you're, you know, handing over profits, is that good um, use of your money, basically? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and from a numbers point of view, financial management becomes a big thing because, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you when you've set up the business itself and you've run it for a while, you absolutely know who your suppliers are, your local suppliers are, you know where you get all of your um, replacements, yeah. your repairs. So you have a good idea of what you put aside for, for your expenses. And when you scale up and you move to a management company, you have that conversation. And also you've already built a tradespeople base whereby they know your properties. So you say to the management company, these are my plumbers, my electricians, these are the guys you call up for my property because they know how it works. That way you walk away. Well, you're not really walking away, but you know, your heart is, it's a stress-free thing. You're going to please people have to understand that you're going to lose a little bit of money because you're paying somebody to actually take care of the property. So the profits are not going to be the same as if you are running it yourself. Yeah. And okay and I think a lot of people when they look at a management company they'll go oh my god that management company is just taking money out of me I don't know where the money's going no they have taken 80% of the hassle off you and that is what yeah. you're paying them for and I think people have to understand that part of it it really is important that now you have the opportunity to scale the business my goodness I've picked up my camera I'm now taking photographs of my areas places of interest which are going to be part and parcel of growing and scaling the business seeing yeah. landlords and saying that this is what I, I'm going to do telling landlords that hey you know what these are my suppliers this is what I'm going to get so there's a lot of things um you know again as from advice point of view definitely definitely start off understand what you're doing yourself I thought I was in property and then realized that actually no I'm not really in property not. I am in hospitality <laughs> so I had to scrummage and really sort of like learn very 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 quickly that I was in hospitality I, I even kind of um I kind of refer to having um a short-term rental business as having a high-end luxury watch um, there's a lot of moving parts yeah. that need to be put together in the right places in order for it to work 
seamlessly. But once all those parts click into place, you've got this beautiful machine that runs with or without you. Once yes. place. That's how I <laughs> refer to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both. A real mega insights for everybody here. Brilliant shares. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast and so grateful to be part of this whole book project. Um, could I get some parting thoughts from each of you about being part of Hospitable Hosts? Um, Sasha, do you want to go first? Oh. Well, I'm I'm so excited to be part of the book, and I think it's it's an amazing opportunity um, for myself, but also I really want to be able to inspire people that are reading the book. So I'd say definitely go out and buy it and read everybody's chapters because I think potentially reading this book can change someone's life if they're you know looking to to start a business and bring in income. It's a great way to do it, and I think with forty different contributors, they're pretty much going to learn the ins and outs <laughs> from the very beginning when you're kind of brand new to when you're up here selling your entire business and and writing books. Mm. So I think it's a great learning platform, almost like a service accommodation bible, as it were. Yeah, pretty much. Fantastic. I'm very very hey. pleased to be part of it. Awesome, thank you, Sasha. That's fab. And Plaxi, how about you? What are your your thoughts on it as we finish up today? For me, for starters, being in this book is a dream I had when I was ten years old that I'd be an author one day. Oh wow! This that for me, this is the first thing that I am absolutely grateful for and so pleased I've done it so finally I'm an author and that was my dream 10 years old now my saying this is anybody anybody if you have a dream it doesn't matter how long it takes hold on to it I have met a whole bunch of people and Jodie and Mark Simpson made my dream come true so I am thankful and grateful for that. So any person, hold on to that dream. You'll get, you'll get there. You'll get there. Oh, that's wonderful. Absolutely. That's just, yeah. it's magical, isn't it? I love that you've had that happen and held that dream for so long and now it's actually happening. So well done. Congratulations. <laughs> and uh, Sasha, of course, as well. So thank you so much for joining me and for sharing so much with uh, me and also our whole audience here, Service Accommodation Secrets podcast audience. And uh, I'm sure they found that immensely valuable. So thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you Sally. for having Thanks. us. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. See you soon. Sharing the secrets of success.